following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Happy Friday. Guys, you're listening to Fantasy Beasts and where to find them. Training camp's underway. We've got some interesting news that's come out in the last couple uh, couple days here. Not a whole bunch, but we'll, we'll get to some news here. And then I'm going to go on to uh, talking about quarterback rankings in terms of uh, fantasy football this, this year. Uh, but getting underway first here, biggest news of the week no, we're not talking about contract extensions. We're talking about possible injuries here. Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting center, Pro Bowl center, Ryan Jensen uh, went down with a lower leg injury. He was then uh, checked on, and ultimately they're not, they're not too sure how he's uh, how he's going to do it. It's kind of pointing at a possible ACL or MCL tear. Looks like he's going to miss the majority, if not all, of the 2022 season. Why is this big news? Well, that's Tom Brady's starting center. Um, crazy Tampa might still get lucky. Guys like J.C. Treader, um, Matt Paradis are both out there still as free agents at this point in time. Not often you get a guy like Treader who's still sitting on the on the uh, free agency market at this time of training camp. But uh, still not great. You know, they, they always say it takes a while for a quarterback to get used to their center. You have to know the cadences. You have to know he has to know you. You have to know him. If not, it can cause communication issues. Um, so we'll see. You know, Brady's line is falling apart. You lost Ali Marpet this year. You, you're you going to lose Ryan Jensen. They've had better years. I mean, yeah, I know they went out and added um, they've added some pieces. But not great, ideally, especially given that they did just add more wide receiver talent in Julio Jones. Um, but other news, uh, DK Metcalf, he signs his three-year extension, uh, so Metcalf no longer holding out. That's resolved. Everything's kind of putting in line here for Debo to get his pay. But uh, an interesting start here. We've seen a lot of stuff here um, in terms of you know camp really starting out. And we're intrigued to see where it's really going to keep pushing. Camp's a fun time. Hopefully, you're not going to see a lot of injuries. Obviously, the Browns are being the Browns. Um, Jamar Chase has been looking good. Uh, He has absolutely dominated, but it's also against Eli Apple. Um, One of the interesting ones to go on, uh, Jenny Smith, tight end of... uh, Now the New England Patriots. He was Tennessee two years ago. Had a down year last year. And uh, kind of having a really, really solid camp so far. Been a nice catch going up to get it over Kyle Duger, notably a very young, good safety in the league. Um, Washington Washington commanders are a little concerned. They might see uh, Chase Young missing more than just the season opener with that knee injury. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan, former Eagle, was an Eagle, former Washington commander. He's calling it a career. He's retiring currently. 
Eric Armstead of the 49ers, he's sprained his MCL. He's expected to uh, be out for a little while. Taysom Hill of the Saints, quarterback slash tight end. He got hit in the ribs. He's out for a little bit as well. Uh, Sky Moore's out here making highlight reel catches in Kansas City. There's kind of a bunch here. Uh, Derek Wolf, former Bronco, spent two the past two seasons with the Ravens. He's calling it a career as well. It's definitely... Definitely something they need to look at. Uh, ben reported now that Ryan Jensen is going to miss significant time, but he might not be out the entire season. So that's that's at least good news for them. Mac Jones continues to get rave reviews. Devontae Parker is getting rave reviews so far. He's made some nice catches. Back-to-back days has had great catches in the red zone. Uh, but I think that'll about do it for now. We'll talk about... The quarterback rankings. I'll run them down first, and we'll kind of discuss our thought process on all these. I'm going to give you guys the top 25 quarterback rankings, and uh, we'll go from there. Starting at 1, we got Josh Allen at 1, Justin Herbert at 2, Patrick Mahomes at 3, Lamar Jackson at 4, Kyler Murray at 5, Jalen Hurts at 6, Joe Burrow at 7, Tom Brady at 8, Russell Wilson at 9, Dak Prescott at 10, Matthew Stafford at 11, Aaron Rodgers at 12, Trey Lance at 13, Kirk Cousins at 14, Derek Carr at 15, Tua Tungavailoa at 16, Justin Fields at 17, Trevor Lawrence at 18, Matt Ryan at 19, Jameis Winston at 20, Ryan Tannehill 21, falling from grace was a was strongly considered a top 10 candidate last year. Um, Daniel Jones at 22. Zach Wilson at 23, Mac Jones at 24, Carson Wentz at 25, Jared Goff at 26, just the outside there. Uh, Set it off here, the top three are pretty self-explanatory. Allen, Herbert, Mahomes definitely deserve to be there. I think in the right area as well. Uh, Josh Allen, if he continues to be as good of a dual threat as he's been, we know he deserves to be number one. Patrick Mahomes, we know what he can do, we know how he can score, but yes, he did just lose his top talent. And then you've got the wonder kid, Justin Herbert, kid who's looked really good, kid who's making all the moves, and a kid who uh, didn't lose any talent. He's just gaining some talent there. So really like the option of Justin Herbert, what he can do, and I think he's going to take another step forward. So I, I definitely think Herbert at two makes a lot of sense over Mahomes. Not necessarily a problem with Mahomes as much as it's uh, the talent that that uh, you're seeing out of Justin Herbert. The problem here, uh, usually every year I talk about not wanting to be a guy who spends all that money on, on a high-end quarterback, but quarterbacks four through six, I don't love in this spot. Lamar Jackson, inconsistent lad, had the injury. Uh, they still don't have receivers that I trust. Kyler Murray. Dude, don't get me wrong. I love Kyler Murray. I drafted him very highly last year, but you're missing his top receiver for six weeks. They... I mean, he he was inconsistent in the back half of the year. We'll see where that goes. Jalen Hurts at six. Like, yeah, cool. They're talking up all these new receiving options already in Philly early, but it's training camp. There's no contact. It's not a game feel. Um, I don't dislike any of those three, but I definitely don't know if I'd be putting them at four, five, and six. I think I'd be way more comfortable with them at like 10, 11, 12. Um... Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. These are guys I think Burrow honestly can put himself into four. I think Russell Wilson can almost see himself at six, seven. 
Tom, I think, deserves being an eight. I really think he should. Um, you got Brady, who's who's missing a step. He's yeah, they're building a lot of talent there, and it's still Tom Brady. But at, at any point, age can catch up to this guy. I'm not overdrafting him just because of namesake. We've done that in years and years and years for fantasy football, and it usually gets you nowhere. Um, so Brady, I think it's good to say around that eight mark. I think Burrow can go up to four. I think Wilson, in my opinion, would be a five to six spot. Dak, Matt Stafford, and Aaron Rodgers. This is, I guess, the group I'd switch up. If I'm putting Lamar, Kyler, and Jalen down at 10, 11, 12, I think I can put Dak, Matt, and Aaron Rodgers right back up in their spots. Like, get them into the early spot, make some moves here. I really think all of these guys are still going to have good years this year. This next group is really where we start to get kind of goofy here. Um, Trey Lance at 13. Under no circumstances do I condone, want, or have any interest in him that high. I don't care what you're saying. Oh, he's, he got to sit and learn. I didn't like him out of the draft. I think that's going to be the most overdrafted player this year. I think that San Fran's going to stumble with him. Um, Kirk Cousins at 14. I don't love this, but I'm not going to disown it and say it doesn't belong here. Kirk Cousins always seems to be kind of like the Blake Bortles of old, of old in Jacksonville. He's going to put up a lot of numbers. Uh, but now he's got a quarter or a coach who, if you want to be real here, did very good things with Matt Stafford last year and Cooper Cup with the Rams. So if he can apply that and get Kirk Cousins rolling under that promise, it might not be a bad day to be a Kirk Cousins owner. Derek Carr, this is a guy who could easily push himself top 10. We know he's already got connections with Devontae Adams. He had a good year last year with next to limited talent. I mean, he walked into the season with Brian Edwards, expected to take the next step, and Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs uh, is no longer on the team after, like, week five. Brian Edwards did not end up being the player they had hoped. Hunter Renfro emerged, had a great year. Um, Now you're going to give him Renfro. You're going to give him, hopefully, a healthy Darren Waller, and you're going to give him Devontae Adams. So I really think Derek Carr can be a top-10 guy. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa, 16. I wouldn't draft him much more than this. He's definitely like your your third or fourth best option at backup. You're hopeful you can get a couple games out of him at some point, but I don't love him. Justin Fields, look, I love Fields' potential. But until Chicago puts something around and in front of him, there's no way I'm drafting him in that top 24. He's not backup caliber for, caliber for me. He's a waiver wire flex like, oh, I need something at the last pinch second. This year, I'm going to reiterate and say this year, I like Justin Fields, but Darnell Mooney is the only option at receiving. And I like Darnell Mooney, but you've got one receiver and you have a line that's in shambles. You lost to Cotter Dozier. You don't have much else there. Um, Fields on the ground, great talent. But if the line can't keep him standing and he gets hit seven times a game, like it's not going to make a difference. Trevor Lawrence at 18. This is a 50-50 ball. I think you could probably move him up. You could probably put him into that higher category with Tua. Um, just because, yes, they added a couple receivers there. None of them are high names like like Tariq Hill. But I think Jacksonville is going to run the offense better than Miami will. I think, I think I mean, pure talent-wise, Trevor Lawrence is better than Tua Tungvalu is. So I think Trevor Lawrence has a chance to go higher. Matt Ryan, a guy who in recent years has kind of slid but, I mean, we know he still has the talent. We know he's always been a safe quarterback. He's almost like a better version of Jimmy Garoppolo. And you're giving him better talent around him and a very strong running game in Indy. He's going to have the option to throw probably two to three touchdowns a game. And he knows he can get bailed out by Jonathan Taylor if he needs to. So he can limit the mistakes even more so. Um, 
Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is an anomaly. And I say that for a good reason here because Jameis Winston could be a guy that ends up being a top 10 quarterback by the end of the year. It could also be the number 31 quarterback by the end of the year because he performed so poorly and he got replaced by Andy Dalton. We don't really know what we're getting. He started to look good last year, and he had no talent with him. And he's coming back now from a torn ACL, two years removed from the LASIK eye surgery. This is kind of that grab bag of who knows what I'm going to get at quarterback. I I personally like Jameis, but it's one of the ultimate boom busts at quarterback this year. Ryan Tannehill. Um... Goofy, goofy, goofy. I think Tannehill has the option to uh, to be like a top-end backup. I would definitely draft him to be like a high-end backup, but I think he also has the ability to do what he did last year, all year, and that's not produce very well. That's come out and be kind of a lame duck, not look great. Um, so I think Ryan Tannehill, hopefully Traylon Burks is going to help him. Hopefully bringing in like, uh, I believe like Austin Hooper's a big deal. But they don't have a whole lot of proven talent at receiver. Besides, I mean, you got Bob Woods. I guess that's going to help him a little bit because it's going to make a lot of short completions, and Woods tends to make something out of nothing. But uh, your yards aren't going to be there. You got to hope for touchdowns, really, for that uh, Tannehill spot. Daniel Jones, 22. This is another one of those Enigma type players. I think Jones has the ability to hang a 20 point game. But the problem is, we saw this with early Josh Allen when, when Brian Dable took over. You might also get that game where you get two points because he threw three interceptions and he, he just came out gunslinging. Um, I think that's going to have to be something they really work on, and if they can't get that this year, that might be the end of Daniel Jones. We know he's athletic. We know that they have better talent. There's There was a viral clip that came out of camp this week of Kadarius Tony catching a beautiful back shoulder, goes up and gets it in the corner over Aaron Robinson, which isn't a bad corner, um, and that was by Daniel Jones. So, like, we know the talent's there. We know he has talent in front of him, but can everything string together? If you're on the outside looking in, seeing what Dable did in Buffalo, you might be inclined to think Daniel Jones could have a good year and might be worth your back, your pickup. Anybody who had him last year knows for a while he was red hot. He was a very good quarterback. Wasn't necessarily through the air, but he made a lot happen on his feet. Um, 23, Zach Wilson. This one's tough. I think I honestly like Zach Wilson more than I do Tua and Fields. Um, but to have him ahead of Mac Jones, I don't agree with. Um, I, I think Zach Wilson is one of the best pure talent quarterbacks that we've seen in a while. He definitely deserved to be number two behind Trevor Lawrence last year. The Jets did not do enough to put him in a clean spot. They've put some receivers there this year. The line still looks atrocious, and they have to figure out if Brees Hall is going to be the guy, if Michael Carter, or how they're going to balance that offense. I honestly think you'll see steps up from Zach Wilson. I think he'll be more than a capable backup, but I don't know if I'm ready to put him in the top like 16, like a high-end backup you can flex in kind of players. However, I am ready to do that with the next guy. I think Mac Jones does take the leap here. Uh, Devontae Parker's looked great. Janu Smith came in with a whole new renewed view. These are two guys that he didn't have last year. He had some talent there. Jacoby Meyer did some work. Uh, he's got Kenny, or Kenny Bourne. He's, I mean, I mean, he still has... I'm blanking on his name. All right, well, I'm going to blank on that name, but he, he's got he's got his receivers. He has options. He has guys he can learn from. Yes, they went and got Tyquan Thornton. I don't think he's going to be much of an, of an option here, but 
I really think Mac Jones is a guy who can come out and look like he did at the back half of the year where he's a consistent 20-point a guy or 20-point a game quarterback. And I think Mac Jones is well worth being a guy who if you have a mid-round quarterback and you are confident when you're first guy, first rounder and you're looking for a guy to maybe flex spot, I think Mac Jones is it. And then we got Carson Wentz finish up 25. Um I've so strongly tried to not hate on Carson. I really like him. I still think he's a good quarterback. There's a lot of issues about the attitude there. But I think this might be a good fit. He's got a lot of talent there, probably more receiver-wise, and people are going to chastise me for this, than he did in Philly, and then he really did in, in Indy. Like, yeah, cool. He had Michael Pittman. He he had Michael Pittman. He also had Paris Campbell. He looked really good when he had two receivers. And then Paris Campbell goes down, and they had no number two. They just went, well, we're going to hand the ball off to, to Jonathan Taylor. I think if they can get everything to fire up, you have at least three good ones. You have a first-round rookie in Jahan Dotson. You've got Terry McLaren, who's proven to be a top 15 receiver in this league. And you still have um, the kid from Carolina from last year. And I don't know why I'm blanking our name so hard today. They've got all of these options. Guys, they're going to try to make work. You've got a returning tight end. Logan Thomas is there. You have a young rookie in Cole Turner. You've got a plethora of backs who can catch passes. you got J.D. McKissick who runs very good routes. You can keep your offensive line together and keep him upright. He could turn out a solid season. But if he can't handle criticism, he's going to be in the doghouse fast. So we'll see how that goes for Carson Wentz and the rest of that group. But I think that's about it. Um, guys, I think we'll let you go. That'll that'll be our Friday episode here. Join us next week. We'll get into running back and quarterback uh, draft spots. Thank you to our sponsors, Jeanette at the Herapy Sessions Buffalo. Charlie at Renegade Studios, and our f- most important sponsor, because nothing was better with football than wings, Kyle down at Chicken Dippin' in Corpus Christi, Texas. Check them out online at chickendippin.com or chicken underscore dippin'. Use code 716 at checkout for 15% off your order. And until next time, guys, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys. <laughs>